Hello, and welcome to Various Things. I'm Gary Longwood. This episode is the first episode of the new season of the show, the fourth season since it began in 2012. And this season has been a little harder to put together than previous seasons. For listeners of the show, you may know that I suffer from chronic health issues. And while I talk more about that on my personal podcast, Lamatism, I feel I owe it to the listener here to know that this season may be a little more sporadic as I'm dealing with some additional health issues on top of it all. So there's that. But the thing about this podcast is it gives me a way, despite chronic health issues, to share and learn about some of the amazing folks doing amazing things around Richmond and the surrounding communities. And that, to me, can breed hope and creativity. And really, for me, those are the seeds of positive living and healthy living. So let's begin. This episode is with BC Music First. BC is a multi-talented artist, a hip-hop artist, who, with his traditional understanding of hip-hop, has adapted his life to mold into the traditional four elements of hip-hop. As both a musician and a videographer, he brings a ton of creativity to the table, and his work can be seen and heard in many of the releases coming out of the Richmond hip-hop community. So today, we talk with BC about how he approaches each art, his history in making culture, and how he approaches these things not only as a rap fan, but also as a father. So your music name is BC Music First? That's right, BC Music First, yep, yep. Where does that come from? I actually have a lot of of different nicknames as I was growing up, um, you know, throughout the scene as far as music and stuff goes. Most of them started with a B or a C. So Mm -hmm. to consolidate everything, like in all my circles, it just became BC. You know, I was known for the music at the time, so it was BC Music First. And it just, uh, just made sense. So everybody ran with that. Now, I know you from, I, I met you when you did the video for uh, Ben FM Indigo Lantern. And so yeah. I guess I came into you as the videographer side of it. Um, but then you're <laughs> also doing all these MC things. So it sounds like you have like kind of uh, multiple passions in, in the uh, music-related realms. Um, how do you see yourself? Are you, do you see yourself as being primarily an MC that does videography or both or... Uh, you know, personally, I see myself as a, you know, a person that is just involved with the art of hip-hop all around. So I uh-huh. figured myself more of just like a, a, a lover of hip-hop. So the video side is just, you know, one component of it, especially being that there's four pillars of hip-hop, you know, the music, the art, uh, the dancing, and also the DJing. So, uh, you know, I, I've had parts in all of it. So, you know, I actually used to DJ parties, you know, back when I was in my hometown of Hampton. You know, I'm always dancing while I'm on stage and stuff, and um, I've never been really too good at the art side, but I do have a passion (laughs) for it. And, um, you know, visually, uh, that's where I can express myself as far as videos goes. Um, That's kind of my version of the art side of things. And then, of course, the actual, like, lyricism of it all. So, um you know, if I had to contain it and put it all into one, you know, one category for myself, it would just be lover of hip hop. That's you know, that's interesting because when I when I was brought up around hip hop, um, you know, I, I learned the elemental side of it as you're talking about, and that that doesn't seem to be something that really gets much attention nowadays. Um, but there's groups like. Uh, uh, Gritty City and, and, and crews like that that seem to be kind of 
trying to keep that as a very strong part of hip-hop. Um, do you see a lot of people trying to keep hip-hop as, as that more defined, um, specific culture alive um, versus uh, more of a genre? Do you see that still being a prevalent thing? Well, I mean, as far as from what I see, I see that a lot of people are uh, are going with the wave. So when mm-hmm. it comes to waves, it's like you have big industries and big markets. They'll look at something and say, you know, is this marketable? Can we make money off of this? So you'll have some people that are jumping in it for the money. And if they're jumping in it for the money, they're going to do whatever is popular at that time or they'll try to do whatever they feel will be the next wave. And you know, if that's, you know, making trap music, for example, then they'll make trap music. Or if that's, you know, harmonizing over their hooks for all of their songs, then they'll do that all of the time. So I feel like some people are just in it for the money. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm not mad at that because it, there's definitely some uh, there's definitely some things that come from it. There's definitely some growth that comes from it. Uh, but then you have other people that consider themselves more purists and they they want the actual art form to have longevity. So that's when you'll see those people that get angry and they're like, oh, you know, we want that old thing back. When it, it, right. it's not necessarily the case, it's just that you know times change and things evolve. Um, so those other aspects of the game have to evolve with it. So um, you know that that's that's more so the case in my eyes from what I see. I definitely think that there's still room for the DJs. I think the DJs are coming back now. Um, okay. Because at, at one point I felt like it was just, you know, oh, the DJ breaks the record. The DJ needs to spin your record in order for them to play it. But now uh, people are actually going for, you know, DJ type of cuts and mixes on their actual production. So that style so like the DJ, like coming back around. So Yeah, so you're actually talking about like the DJ as the – music maker, like, premiere type. Right. Yeah, yeah. So you were saying you uh, you grew up in Hampton. Um, when did you uh, move to Richmond? Uh, I moved to Richmond, uh, I, I want to say it's been about seven, probably seven to eight years ago. I, I can't completely remember. But um, when I moved out here, uh, you know, I moved out here on my cousin's couch. Like, I didn't have anything when I moved out here. I had just graduated from college. You know, I came out here saying, you know what, I just want to get away from where I am. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that led me to a job in Petersburg where I had to drive almost an hour every day uh, to get to Petersburg, you know, fighting through traffic and everything. And, yeah, so, I, you know, I, I did all of that at the same time trying to be out here on the scene. So a lot of people saw me, you know, going to any show that I could find and um, talking with all of the artists. And, like, I, I was just real hungry, you know, and that was just because I knew that people wouldn't gravitate to you unless you show that you have some interest. And for me, my interest is hip-hop all the way around. You know, it doesn't go down to one person. It's like, if you're good, you're good. So uh, that that's what led me out here was just to, to expand myself, not only, you know, as a lifestyle, but also as a, a brand. What age did hip-hop become like the thing that stood out to you as like, hey, this is something that I want to be involved with? Uh, you know, I couldn't put an age on it. It's always been around. It's always been a part of, you know, my family. So, like, even when I was younger, uh, my father, he was already in uh, what people call now, like, the record pools where you would get, like, CDs and exclusiveness, you know, through the mail. I mean, then they had 
forums where you could just get it on the internet and they just send you like singles and stuff. But, you know, when he was doing it, they would come through as like full CDs or CD singles. And his, his music collection extended from, you know, not just hip hop, but, you know, also to R&B and to, you know, rock music and, and all, all across the board. And then uh, my brother was a massive CD collector. Um, so he, he would collect everything, Helter Skelter, you know, Red Man, Method Man, you know, mm-hmm. pretty much anybody in the Wu Tang, like he he would collect everything, Twister, uh, Dr. Dre, like everything. So listening to that, and on top of you know what my dad had in his collection, it's just always been around. What 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 is like the big project in your life right now? What what's got you stoked? What's 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 your where's your passion at right now? Like for one, definitely the CD that I just dropped. I love it. Um, the prayers are appreciated is a, a passion project that I put together with Sam Rand from Gritty City. And with that project, basically what happened was uh, I had been meaning to put together a project for a long time. But the video work, uh, once people see that you're good at something, that's what they want you to continue to do. So mm-hmm. I just continued yeah. doing videos and videos and videos. And I always had been writing and doing features, but I never had a chance to put together my a full-length project of my own. So, you know, I sat down and I said, you know what, Sam Ran, like, you know, let's just knock something out. Let's just do this. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write, and uh, I want you to just, you know, as you make beats, send me the beats, you know, as long as they sound to you sonically like they're in the same atmosphere, like they're in the same zone. He said, cool. With that, he sent me the beats through email, and I would just sit on the emails. I wouldn't even listen to the beats. So I waited until I had enough of the beats that he sent me, and then uh, I went over to the Gritty City House, which you know now has uh, you know been burned down and um, yeah, you know it changed up. But long story short, I, I sat down in there with the beats and I, I listened to them, and I actually wrote. I want to say about seventy-five percent of the project. I wrote it all in one night, sitting in the Gritty City House, and uh, oh, I was wow. ready to act. Yeah, I was ready to record it right there, but, you know, they told me, hey, man, you know, it's a little late. <laughs> so they're <laughs> um, like, yeah, let's get up another time. So I said, cool. Um, you know, during that time, before I got a chance to meet up with them again, that's when the house fire occurred, and uh, they moved the studio to another location. Uh, but I went there, and I recorded it, and after they heard what I had for the project, they were like, dude, we got to make this longer. Like, it's been a while. Like, we have to give the people more for this project that you're coming out with. So we ended up adding about three tracks to the project on top of what I already had. And um, and that's what came out. And it was really just me wanting to get out there and just and just rap and uh, see what people, you know, thought of it and see if, you know, they still rocked with what I was doing. So that's definitely, you know, one of my passion projects right now outside of some of the video stuff that I'm doing. And that's available um, through Gritty City? That's right. It's available right now at uh, grittycityrecords.bandcamp.com. There are a few physical copies left in Richmond. Um, So uh, with that, I'm only doing one run of the physical, so it's all limited edition stuff that I do. Uh, So right now I believe there's still some copies left in Vinyl Conflict, and I think there might be one copy left in Plan 9. Earlier, you had mentioned uh, you have some kids. Yeah, I have a, I have two children. Uh, one of them is five. He just started kindergarten this year, so 
it's a huge change. Like for me, when I do my editing, I normally like to do it in the in the uh, you know late night, early morning type of deal. So yeah. you know that yeah. two, three o'clock in the morning, that's when I get the most done. Uh, so with him having to be at the bus stop by seven fifteen, like it definitely changes up the game. Um, and then I have a, I have another child. He's one years old, uh, which uh, every time I think about him, I think about my friend Sleaze that passed away because uh, my son was born the day after Sleaze passed away. So like that's my oh, that's my my yeah that's my guy right there. That's my that's my little dude. Um, so that is the. That's the troop right now, and uh, they are a loud bunch. They're up there right now, running around. I can hear them stomping. But uh, yeah, those are, those are my boys. I call I call them the legend and the enigma. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. How do you do? You feel like being a parent has changed the way that you approach uh, making art. I know logistically it, it it can put pressure on you because you know now you have to like provide for children and this this kind of thing. But um, right. in terms right. of like maybe the value you put on your art has it has it had any kind of impact in in that realm i think now when i when i do any type of projects my main thing is you know if they were to see what i'm doing would they be happy with it like would they be proud or would they go and tell you know a random person like oh my daddy shot that uh and that that's really all that matters to me like if they're happy with the work that i'm doing and and they're able to you know, stand behind it and say, you know, hey, he actually crafted that with his own two hands. Um, that's really what makes the the biggest impact for me. Uh, other than that, I just try to be the best that I can be every time I go out and every time, it's, you know, whether it's going on the stage or whether it's picking up my camera uh, or supporting somebody else. It's always about progression and being the best that I can be at any given time and, and moving forward in my art as far as the videography um, side of it you know do you feel like you have like a a visual style that is like uh that you aim for with it or is it something that you try to be more transparent to the artist with as far as my my video style uh when i look around at some people's videos right now i feel like as soon as you see the video you know oh that's them and i never wanted to be put into one like bucket my influences are all over the place. Like I, I did a video for, uh, like I did one video for a guy named uh, Awkward Shaman. Uh, he used to go by V Loveless. I did a video for him called Milk, and like that one is very like trippy, like abstract. Uh, but then I did another video for uh, my friend out in uh, out in Hampton. He goes by the name PZ180, um, and that video is called Violation. So that video is more of the traditional, like what you would see on like World Star, for example. I try to do, uh, you know, all different styles. I never want to be pinned down to one influence. Uh, mm-hmm. So I try to keep everything open and do as many different styles as I can. It helps me just grow with what I'm learning. I do like to keep things as clean as possible, though. I don't like to do like a crazy amount of like transitions and stuff. If I had to say anything, I'd say I don't want a video that makes my head hurt. <laughs> I mean, like if I if I look at it, I'm like, man, my head hurts watching this right here. Then I know I then that may be too much. And what do you think is the value um, that a good video does for a song? 
Well, I feel like a video can do one of two things. I feel like, one, the video can either reinforce what the person was looking for from the song. So taking that song and bringing it to life and making the visual complement the the song that it's going for, that's one thing. Or I feel like the second thing would be that the visual just complements what the artist wants to bring to life as far as their message, and then the song acts as the soundtrack to the message. You know, if, if, if I had an example of that second part, it would be uh, Donald Glover or uh, Childish Gambino has this video called Yafet Kodo. It came out around the time uh, his project Because the Internet came out about four years ago. Mm-hmm. But when you, look, when you look at that video, it's him in a pool. And the visual is very simple. It's the camera panning away underneath the water, away from him, as if he's drowned inside of a pool. And when you're looking at it, you're just like, oh, you know what, this is a this is a dope song. Like, I really like what he was going with, and the video is a little trippy. However, his whole uh, his whole mission for that was to bring out a scene that he had in the screenplay for his project. So a lot of people didn't realize that he wrote an entire screenplay. It was about it was a little over 70 pages, but he wrote a screenplay for his project and this was a scene from the screenplay. So people that never looked at the screenplay or never read the screenplay, they have no idea why he was just floating in the pool. It just looks cool. So it doesn't have any context to the song at all, but it does portray the imagery that the artist was going for, and then the music is just a soundtrack to it. Wow. I've I've seen a few of his things, and they definitely seem to be, like, operating on, like, simultaneous layers of things that are happening, you know? It's not... Right. um, It's not, like, super obvious off the thing. Going forward, uh, what are you working on now um, that you're uh, working to get brought to uh, release? So right now, uh, I do have another project that I'm working on. Uh, I don't have a title for it just yet. Um, But as far as the reception that I received from this past project, uh, you know, people gravitated to it more than I thought they would. It's one of those things where you release something and you're like, you know what, I've been out of the game for a little while, and I don't know how people will uh, take a full-length project from me. So for them to, you know, really give me a lot of the accolades and and speak highly of it, um, I think I personally only have about four copies of it to my name that I have physically on me. Like, things like that mean a lot to me. Um, You know, the the, uh, apparel. I also had apparel that I had for it. I had shirts that I had made, and the shirts, the first round of shirts sold out. The second round of shirts, I think I have, like, four of those left. It's like things like that um, that they meant a That's lot. Awesome. So I am going. Yeah, I'm. I'm very excited. <laughs> um, but you know, as far as that, I am going to go ahead with another project and, and get another one of those ready. And uh, I'll be uh, attempting to release videos from not only that project but from this project. As uh, sonically, they may sound different. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it'll reach uh, both audiences that uh, that like what I do. Uh, and then number two, I, I'm still doing filming, so I have some videos that 
uh, I want to work on with some people. Uh, Johnny Six from Gritty City has some videos in the stash that well, we're looking to get done. Uh, PT, as some people know him as Dog, but PT, he has another video coming out uh, that people are ready for. And also filming this uh, battle rap. Uh, I just had a battle released on URL TV uh, yesterday uh, under the series called Band. And that's making a lot of noise right now. Last I checked, it was at uh, over 80,000 views. And just doing doing more of that type of work is uh, is really what's on my plate and, and what I'm excited for. Um, yeah, checking it right now. It's been right at 23 hours. It's at 93,000 views. So, you know, I'm very excited about that. And uh, That's amazing. You Congratulations. Stay focused. Yeah. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. What's the best place for folks to find you uh, for your emceeing and also if they want to get in touch and uh, get you to make a video for them? <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the great thing is that uh, I tried to keep all of my social media the same. So mm-hmm. uh, it would be uh, BC Music First, so that's BC Music 1ST, um, and that's at Twitter, that's at Instagram, that's at uh, Facebook. You know, all all of the, the main uh, places where you can find a person that's using social media. Yeah, and if you're looking for that Praise Our Appreciated project, again, that's grittycityrecords.bandcamp.com. I'm also working on updating my website. So I'm going to be consolidating all of this uh, information onto my website soon. Uh, but that's the that's the best place to find me right now is to just hit me up on Instagram or or on, you know, Twitter Facebook, you know, that's the best place to get to me. And thank you for listening. I'd like to thank BC for taking the time to talk with me. And to dive deeper into BC's world, you can check him out on the web at bcmusicfirst.com and on Instagram and Twitter under the same name. This has been Various Things. You can catch all of our episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify under the name Various Things or on the web at variousthings.org. Thanks for listening.